Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, uh, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That's right, Colin. Now shut up. I'm going to talk for a while. Oh. Nope. That's not oh. the vibe we're going to have. Um, hi, Colin. Hi, hey. James. Sometimes you have to split a day into uh, into mm. two parts. Uh, we've done that before in this in this year, nineteen eighty three, because uh, the episode before last was a time loop episode that still technically took place on the date. Whatever. So what I'm about to say is half a day, and you're gonna see, listener and 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 Colin, why I split it because so much happens on this particular day in nineteen eighty three that um, it's true. Let's uh let's get let's get right into it so that there's time for me to say all the words. Okay. So this is Agents of Shield season 7 episode 10 starting at 3 minutes and 17 seconds ending at 39 minutes and 54 seconds. And listeners sometimes I would hit pause and it would be like 17 minutes and I would be like, "Ah, so there's only there's 22 minutes left to go. I've written a lot." Okay, here we go. Here we go. If something occurs to you that you want to talk about, maybe just, you know, put a hand up or, or, or indicate that. So that. Yep, Colin? I just want to see if it worked. Great. Yep. Good. Great. <laughs> I will move my note thing slightly over so that you can raise your hand and I can see it. All right, here we go. Because you told me to raise... Okay, yeah. I, no, no, no. I, 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 I only saw it. I just need to move my thing because sure. I didn't... I had it. It was a little bit. It would be so here. funny, though, if you were like, raise your hand if you have a thought. And then I just rose my hand. But because your nose are there, you're like, cool. Uh, without further ado, then I'm just like, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> oh, you want me to raise my hand so that you can just move on? And OK, got it. I was uh, I was watching all the president's men today. which is a Now, I ain't going to lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Cut that. All right, here's what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Roxy greets the team back at the lighthouse. They talk about how she and the rest of, of the Deke squad are in the academy to become actual S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and how she might see Coulson at the Triskelion someday. The team realized that the Triskelion wasn't in use in 1983. Things are moving quicker than they were in the original timeline. Sousa, Daisy, and Gemma bring their stuff down to the lab. Sousa is impressed with the digs, but Daisy and Gemma have spent a lot of time down there. See previous seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which you will later. Which you will later, but we have in the past, and they have in the past, but will in the future. Time is weird. Sousa takes Daisy's bags to the bunks, quote, to put some weight on the new leg. I almost put something like very snarky about like his very necessary and real and previously established prosthetic leg. Mm -hmm. And Daisy tries to see what Gemma remembers that might have triggered the violent reaction that she had before the last jump. Sure. Mac and Coulson have a plan to rescue the hostages at Afterlife. Mac has Gemma send Jaying the coordinates of the lighthouse, but Daisy is resistant to the idea of her coming there. May begins to tell Daisy about Cora when Gordon and Jaying teleport in, saying that Nathaniel's hunting them. It's one of those things where it's like, send them the coordinates, okay? And instantaneously they're there. That's what teleporting. Also, we didn't. I, I meant to say it in the last episode, but this episode also contains John Garrett learning pieces of vocabulary that I feel like he, would, he should already know. Like, he didn't <laughs> know superpowers last time, and I think that's really funny 
he also learned something later. I just uh, I just thought of it just now. Um, Nathaniel shows Garrett around Afterlife and then has him access the time stream so that Sybil can show Garrett how his life played out in the original timeline. Uh, in this, I will be referring to Nathaniel Malik as Nathaniel and John Garrett as Garrett. That's how I feel comfortable, and that's how it's going to be going forward. That's fine. Go- I acknowledge that John and Garrett are both uh, first names, and so it may be confusing, but... I've already I've just said what I'm doing, so back off. All right, not you, Colin. I'm just mad at the list. Can't Malik okay. also technically be a first name? I guess. I mean, I guess anything could be a first name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Parker can be, so I guess. And yeah. so can Anderson. Anderson Cooper. Good point. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. So. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> names names really are just whatever you want they, them to be. They are just. Ma- they are literally made they up. Literally made that up. Pe- yeah. That people get so upset about what people want to be called is stupid. All right. Gordon volunteers to teleport Coulson to, quote, somewhere secret, those quotes aren't foreshadowing at all, at Afterlife so that Coulson can scout the location before Elena and Mac go in to rescue the hostages. I've also decided, in you know naming corner, I've also decided to call her Elena again because Yo-Yo is literally not applicable anymore. So, uh, And we don't know about Slingshot being a name that she takes on. So Elena is what I used in this, in this synopsis. The rest of the team will fly close in the Quinjet. Jaying insists on going with Coulson and Gordon to get Korra sa- to safety, but May and Gordon convince her that she could provoke Korra into action and they can't risk it. Jaying agrees, and in doing so, also reveals to Daisy that Korra is her daughter. Daisy accuses May of keeping her in the dark about Korra, which is incredibly unfair because we saw that she was literally about to tell her mm-hmm. at the very first opportunity, but, you know, stuff gets in the way. Plot just plot things. She is confused about Jang never having mentioned Korra, but May says that she thinks that in the original timeline, Korra may have used the guard's gun on herself, dying before Daisy was born. Daisy agrees and realizes that it explains why Jang left Afterlife to do charity to go do charity work and meet her dad. But before she can go too far down that line of thinking, Matt cuts her off, saying there there isn't time. She asks to go with, and he says that protecting both Daisy and Jang are priorities, but that they promise to get Korra to safety. So there will be time for a reunion later. Nathaniel shows Garrett the process that he's developed with inspiration from Werner Reinhardt for transferring inhuman powers from one person to the next as Lee is being drained of his powers and they are being put into Nathaniel's soldier Durant. I use the word drain here and I use it later and that's not entirely true. They don't lose their powers. It's a transfer. Th- it's a blood. It's a blood transfusion. It's like a blood transfusion. Like, I think yeah. the thing. The thing. The difference is here. In a way, draining is kind of accurate because uh, when they do it with Daisy, he's kind of careful about it because he might need more from her. Right. You know. So he's kind of like keeping her alive to make sure that he has a a resource to tap effectively. But like, right. for example, when they do it to someone else later, which I, I won't say who, just in case. Right. But like when they do it to him, they just fully drain him. Like he's he. He dies there. You know what I mean? He doesn't die. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? I, he doesn't. I thought... I thought he did too, but he doesn't. It looks like he does, but he doesn't. Okay, interesting. Because in my head, he yeah. fully died. I don't remember same. him coming back at all. Same. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, no, you know, sorry. I, I just realized no, we were already talking about I thought Lee fully died here. Uh, no, because we'll get to it. Okay. Once Durant has demonstrated that he can generate a knife-like object, that's for you, Colin. Thanks. <laughs> Nathaniel has Cora kill Lee. He's still alive, but she burns him up with her with her uh, right. fire touch. He might be dying. It's severely draining yeah. in terms of energy, but yeah, okay. 
Garrett is impressed with all of what he's seeing. He wants his own powers. Nathaniel assures him that he'll have one as soon as they take it from S.H.I.E.L.D. Elena lets Coulson, Mac, and Gordon know that they are 20 minutes out from afterlife. They prepare to teleport. Deke is jamming, uh, jamming out to some 80s tunes on his Walkman while he looks at the time drive. Gemma comes up and they have an intense conversation about what if Fitz pre-programmed the ship to jump and what if he's dead. It's a very vulnerable moment of doubt for Gemma and Deke is adamant in his own faith in his grandpa. He reassures her and she pretends to be consoled. It is very funny sometimes hearing a man who is effectively the same age call <laughs> his his like colleagues like grandma and grandpa. Yeah, na- like, Nana and is it Pop Pop? I think it's Pop Pop, I believe. <laughs> but just like again hearing you say that they're like but he has faith in his grandfather, meaning in your head you're thinking he's old, but really he's like about my age. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right, oh, exactly. I didn't catch this. I caught most of the times when uh, the notes wanted to change Quinjet to Quintet, but not this one. The Quinjet lands and Mac tells Colson and Gordon that they have 20 minutes before they follow them into the afterlife. They are to find the prisoners and teleport back. No hero business. Gordon assures them that he is teleporting them to a spot that's usually completely empty. They jump in and are almost immediately attacked by Nathaniel and his people. Gordon is shot and, quote, taken away to be prepped. Coulson realizes that Nathaniel has the time stream and tries to appeal to Nathaniel's better angels, 1980s Abe Lincoln reference. But Nathaniel chooses anarchy. Then Coulson meets Cora and John Garrett, who is weirdly cool with having watched his own death a bunch of times. Or he watched his death once and and Coulson's death death a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Who knows? He's weirdly cool about it all. Uh, he is receiving Gordon's powers. Uh, there's a fun exchange where Coulson's like, oh, cool, what was your favorite one? And he's like, uh, long-haired dude with a pointy stick. <laughs> that was funny. And I just, I like that, I don't know. I like that Coulson was like, what was your, like he engages him yeah. in sort of like a, ah, what, what was your favorite? Anyways. It's that thing of if you can't laugh about it, you know, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get to use it against you, so. Exactly. What, is Coulson going to be offended that, he has died before like come on <laughs> daisy and susa talk about the good prosthetics technology and bad the resurgence of fascism of the second half of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st mm-hmm. century. yeah you know modern times uh in, a, in an exchange that you quoted to me very early on in our timeline scavengers like when i was watching Agents yeah. of shield for the first time you were like and then the part where he's she's like eh, fascism's back. And yeah. he's like, that thing I helped defeat 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's such a funny line. The way he's like, what? It's, and it's also, I think it's like season two, I think, where she also goes like, Nazis. It's always Nazis or something like that. Like, or, And she says something like, oh. Hell Hydra. Oh, yeah. It, but it's the way that she says something along the lines of like, where it's just like, why do they keep coming back? It's like, this shouldn't still be a problem. And they're like. Yeah, exactly. But it is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Fortunately, that's no longer relevant. Yeah. Actually, it couldn't have been season two. I will say this. It was definitely after 2016. It sure was. What a weird thing for you to, to know the specific date of November 2016. Then they discussed Daisy's history with Giant. <laughs> I went back and corrected this and I almost rolled right over it. Then they discussed Daisy's history with Jaying's future. And Daniel thinks Daisy should talk to Jaying. Get to know her before all the bad stuff went down. That you don't know about, but we know about, that he has heard about, but she experienced, <laughs> we haven't seen yet. 
He says that the timeline is screwed up anyway, giving himself as a key example, so why not? Clearly not understanding what they did in Season 7, Episode 4. Like, it's he's not a good example of it. Whatever. Elena makes moves to go in after Coulson, but Max says he should go in instead, so she stands ready for his signal. Patriarchy. The transfer is complete. <laughs> Garrett has Gordon's powers. He is stoked. He and Nathaniel teleport away. Jaying and Daisy, with Daniel also there, discuss Daisy's powers and Jaying's relationship with Korra. Then Daisy pulls a, my friend has this problem, with Jaying to talk about her mother stuff. Jaying consoles her. Nathaniel and Garrett jump into a storage room in the lighthouse. I didn't write this, but I love when Garrett finds a Deke Squad shirt and he's like, hey, I saw these guys open up for Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fun, like, I don't know. I think he's, f- anyways. Yeah. Like that Gordon, part is charming to me. Yeah. That, that's that's good. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Gordon uses his last bit of energy. I'm going to stop. If Nathaniel and Garrett were on a Thunderbolts style like show where like they had to do some stuff to like. Maybe Garrett. Were, maybe Garrett. Garrett I'd be fine with. Nathaniel I think I'd be like get this motherfucker out of this show. Okay but like the actor. Let's say the actor. Fine. Fine. I think they have good chemistry. That's all I'm saying. That's that's fair. That's true. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. Gordon uses his last bit of energy to teleport him and Coulson out of that room that we saw younger him bouncing around in. I did mm-hmm. the math five months earlier. Jeez. <laughs> he dies. May meets Garrett in one of the labs. He tells her that he and Nathaniel are, quote, planning a little road trip and looking for an open-minded gal to tag along, he says indefinite reference that for sure won't get misunderstood immediately they fight but then he teleports away may radios daisy and tells her to get jaying somewhere safe assuming that daisy or jaying are the thing that he's talking about not thing women women are people not things they are walking to somewhere safe when they meet nathaniel colson debriefs with mac and then mac and elena rescue the hostages while colson goes to look for cora Nathaniel reveals to Jaying that Daisy is her daughter. He is in the process of revealing how Jaying dies when Daisy quakes him across the room. He fires back much harder, reminding her that he's had the powers a lot longer than she has. He walks towards Daisy when Jaying starts draining his life force, which is a thing that she can do. We heard about it briefly like a couple seconds ago. We've never seen her do it before. It's a thing she can do. That's that. He breaks free and then breaks her neck. Daisy is pissed. She begins to generate this mega quake when May shows up and shoots Nathaniel in the shoulder. Daisy mourns her mom. May asks herself who Nathaniel is after if not Jaying, which is a great question. But she doesn't answer it. Meanwhile, Susa and Gemma are moving toward the sound of shots while Susa asks about Garrett. They turn a corner and all of a sudden Garrett appears and teleports Gemma away. Susa fires his gun a lot, but it's too late. Cora is meditating when Coulson walks in. Cora says that she wants to meet her sister, who Sybil told her all about. Then Coulson ices her. I think we've seen an ice an icer before. Yeah. I think they used it on Susa. Yep. So we've talked about that. So it, it looks like she shoots her. And if you're watching... I think we've used it at least yeah. twice, actually, by now. I think we've used it in a couple episodes. Okay. Okay, cool. Because, like, honestly, they they typically, I think, don't go into some of these situations without them. I They typically don't use yeah. gun guns. Right, I I agree. It's just they establish that and then don't talk about it anymore. They right. establish that in season one, 
and then they don't talk, but they foot clan the guns into ice. That's icy, true. Yeah, I, mean, I will say like yeah. it's definitely that thing of you kind of only ever notice like the fact that they have like a light blue glow to them. Yeah, and that's kind of it. And they, yeah. I mean. I will say, after seven seasons, you don't need to keep going, don't forget your icer. You know, like, I right. feel like, you know, that makes sense. As you know, this. Right. <laughs> this gun does this. But I, I think that, like, maybe the only time they do it is, like, maybe they might, like, I think at one point they do say, like, you know, icers only or something like that, like, in right. one of the situations. Right. Set phasers and stun. Kind of, sure. yeah, exactly. May is debriefing Mac and Elena about Nathaniel killing Jaying as Coulson boards the Quinjet with Cora. That's a sentence. Garrett and Gemma appear on the Zephyr where they meet Nathaniel. They steal the Zephyr, unaware that Deke is on board. May tries to contact Deke, but he has those damn headphones on. He feels the rumble, takes off his headphones, and answers May's call on the radio, telling him that the, Ze- that the Zephyr has been hijacked. Then he looks through the vent to see that Simmons is tied to a chair. Nathaniel and Garrett are both smiling as they fly away from the lighthouse. Colin, before I ask you thoughts that you had about the episode or whatever, I just want to read you a list of things that are stolen in this episode, which is called Stolen. Lee's powers, Gordon's powers, Gemma, the Zephyr, and Jaying's life. Wow, that last one hit pretty hard. So I, that was a that was sort of an English class sort of, hey, it's called Stolen. Let's look at things that were stolen. And there we are. A little bit of the agent's pride, too, I would say. Sure, sure. I mean, also like, you know, Durant and the and the the people from uh, Nathaniel's team that they took hostage. They stole the hostages mm-hmm. back, sort of deal. But yeah. like, anyways, Colin, what did you think of this majority of this episode? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good. It's it's yeah. you know, we're again. It's the thing of I feel like you can really tell in this season that we're amping up towards an yep. ending and stuff like. Sometimes in previous seasons, I think this is one of the only curses of like shows that have like 20 some episodes in them. Yes. Sometimes because you're not always serving necessarily towards the main end goal of a season or something like that. Like sometimes I'm not calling them filler either, but they just fill a different purpose. You know, Yeah. sometimes you're not always sure as to where you're headed. Right. But with every single one of these, you for sure can tell exactly where you're going. Right. Where we're, you know, like what direction we're heading is a little bit of just more of like, okay, at what point will they be in the lead and then what point were they going to lose? At one point, are they going to lose even more ground? Things like that, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So right. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's pretty well paced. Yeah. It's hard to come out of the time loop episode into back to normal plot development. And yeah. Stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, but like, it's interesting too, because like, it's one of those things where, okay, this is very topical. I know you're not watching it, but I'm not going to give any spoilers either. But like, it's it reminds me a lot of like the Mandalorian season three. Okay. There were a lot of complaints about this season at first because people were like, listen, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I like this show a lot. But what is the point of this season? Like what is happening? Right? right? Like right. people were really confused. And then this week's episode dropped where they were like, holy shit. And then they realized that every single episode had a purpose. But it was like the idea of you wouldn't know until you have the like the one thing that ties them all right. together. And yeah. then you see all the threads have actually come together yeah. to create a tapestry. And you're like, okay, hang on. I'm back on board, right? It, like, that's kind of what this, like, that last episode did as well, where you've already had, you yeah. know, all this plot and stuff like that. And the thing is, to, to the other people, they really haven't been gone for really all that much time. Right, right. But like, in, in their world, they were gone for a bit. And also, like, they dealt with this thing, but it also had to give them, like, you know, they have to start 
kind of now doing closure for a lot of stories. Right. And so like last episode gave us some closure and some goodbyes. This episode kind of gave us a little, in a way, some closure and some goodbyes, but in a different way. They killed a lot of afterlife people. They did. They did. That's for sure. But like, I don't know. It's just like this thing of like, there's characters in, I think this is one of those interesting things that we talk about sometimes when we've quote unquote ended a show or a series or, or a timeline where we go, Who's someone that you would have kind of liked to have seen come back? Or like, who's someone yeah. that we didn't say goodbye to that you would have liked to? That's kind of what they're doing in a way right yep. now, right? Like, yes. They're revisiting some characters that people kind of liked from previous seasons, but there wasn't a reason to really have them around anymore. Right. So we're right. kind of doing this again now. It's also a familiarity thing. You know, it's that thing of time is weird, but it's also, you know, kind of cyclical in, in some fashions, right. you know? Right. So like, that's what we're doing here. And I, I think that that's really neat. That you know, we get to see some of these same characters and sometimes new ones as well, right. uh, and then we're saying goodbye to them. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like it. Like it's that thing of Gordon has such an interesting story, uh, and I I don't know. I just I like the way his character kind of comes around. Yeah, and also finishes in a very different way because again, it's an alternate timeline, but right. like doesn't go the way you expect it. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's like, gonna be weird to re meet all these people. It will be, especially when you know that they like. For some of them, like they just outlive this yeah. this moment, you know. It's like, well, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you're right, right, right. It's alternate timeline. Um, just real quick, um, Owen Mean Delorean, uh, which is Owen Meany, uh, which is a prayer for Owen Meany, where a whole bunch of stuff happens, and you think it's all disparate until the very end when it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the basis of that Lagwagon song. Yep. Um. And then also Mandalorian, like you were saying. So Owen Mean Delorean, that's a very specific niche joke for uh, my John Irving slash Star Wars fans out there. Uh, what's up? There's a lot of you. We know yeah. it. What's up? <laughs> you, You've uh, been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Here it is. Yes. You've been looking for a podcast that is going to find that, give you that portmanteau you're looking for. And it's uh, a Star, uh, sorry, and it's a Marvel show. Yeah, sorry, exactly. It's a Star Wars show. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah no. John um, Irving is also part of the MCU. Um, <laughs> Stupid. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, hang on. I got to real quick. Just real quick. Go over some ventral. No, I, I think that that's probably it. I will yeah. say, like, it's interesting, yeah. right? To hear him say, "I've had my powers for a whole lot longer than you," which is just, I guess, really, truly, to some extent, like, yeah, for sure. But it's also right. the thing is, is that like he's had time to practice them and stuff like that. But like, I think that in the moment. When he really pisses her off, you yes. recognize that she's no manga level. Like, it's yeah, it's it's what's yeah. also that thing of like it doesn't matter how much time you have with it. There is literally like a thing about effectively being born for it. You know what I mean? Right. Someone who is like meant to have that power, right. and also just like again, like he he copied it, but I think that he there's no way for him to necessarily keep producing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, whatever she was is born in inhumanity, he merely adopted it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's just like the idea of like, you know, whatever is in her bloodstream effectively that makes it this way, you know, right. His is just there. But like, right. you know, the fact that she lost her ability, but then sort of kind of comes back to it as her body recuperates and recovers. But I mean, again, it's also this thing of like, he can do these things, but okay. I'll say it like this, right? Uh, she can do shakes like he can, right? Uh-huh. But he couldn't be ender of the world. Got it. Yes, I agree. And yeah. whatever that means, we will get to correct in a long time. Way from now, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it's it's that yeah. situation. It's like, it's, uh, what's the word for it? Like, it's like, 
it's a little bit of like fuck around and find out really uh-huh. you know he's he's really to- uh, telling the line and toying with it like again he thinks that he has this like power over her just right. because he's had time but it's like homie like you you like you don't poke the bear right well like, it's it's a little like captain marvel mm. where she's like i've been i've been using i've been fighting with my one hand tied behind my back this whole time and i didn't need to be correct yes daisy is constantly like not using her full powers and he doesn't realize that oh yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean like it's like superman right like superman yeah. pulls his punches Actually, fun fun fact, like there's actually a lot of heroes that like talk about that, like which I think is cool. Spider-Man is one of them too. There yeah. was a thing that there's a great comic where he talks to Daredevil at one point where they're talking about fighting people like on the street level. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's like I make it look a lot of the times like I'm hitting hard. He goes, because if I hit at my full strength, I would kill a man. Right. And he's just like it's like I have the strength of ten like of like ten times my my uh, uh, normal human's like max strength kind of thing. He's like, You can't just hit someone like that. Right. Uh, so I think it's just so fascinating that like people have to exactly what you said, like they have to really think about they're fighting their hardest and yet at the same time actively thinking, kind of like doing the math nerd, you know, right. in their head of like, yeah, okay, if I hit him at like this much power, you know, same thing. Because right. like she hits him because even though she hates him, she's like, I'm not trying to necessarily kill him. Right. And so then when he does his thing, she's like, okay, ha, what if I didn't care about killing him for just a hot second? Right. And he's right. like, oh, oh, oh actually i'm in danger you know right i'm in danger uh the there's a fight scene between uh garrett and uh melinda may Mm -hmm. that mostly looks really great and then at one point the camera angle was was a little off and you can definitely see like she punches him and he takes the hit and Mm. it's like kind of like wwe (laughs) style you can see like oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) that's Mm. it's fine but um, yeah, it's funny to see sometimes. Maybe it's they have to make sure that you know that like it's not real, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it got too real, so we we got a note about that, so we did a reshoot to make sure that you know <laughs> it's it's fake. Hey kids, you know how sometimes grownups fight because uh, they are a villain from the past, and uh, you are uh, you have future, been in yeah. a different dimension and so you have an empathetic feeling now and so now you're in 1983 okay. and you're fine. <laughs> what about this? What about she hits him with empathy instead of a fist? It's like a, it's like a little empathy blast. She's like, okay. Empathy blast! She's like, I'm going to let you feel everything I'm feeling. And so she's like, it's like an empathy emotions. Exactly. She's like emotions. And he's like, I can't. Oh my God. No. That's some so Steven Universe shit hatred. right there. Yeah. Like he gets hit with so much hatred. He's like, <laughs> I must have fucked up big time in the future. Oh no. You know, like, like that kind of thing. She's just kind of like, uh, oh yeah. Well, I've got the power of friendship on my side effectively. And he's like, oh no, not anime <laughs> he gets hit there's like a little yeah. cartoon version of him on his shoulder like that yeah. one really hurt but ding 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 yep yeah uh hey i have an avengers ensemble uh hey i don't so go ahead great <laughs> all right here we go avengers ensemble So uh, there are two characters. I did look up. There's a Dr. Grady uh, who we are introduced to. He is... See the guy like, um, taking the powers? 
he's the guy, yeah, setting up the machine. He's Nathaniel has saved him from being killed. He's a mad scientist sort of deal. I did try and look him up in Marvel. He is not in this is apparently a new character. That's fine. So Dr. Grady is played by a guy named John Lee Ames, which is my full is actually what James is short for. Um uh, he was in the recent movie uh, Boston Strangler, which I still haven't seen, but I'm excited to. Uh, he was in one episode of Bones. One episode of American Horror Story. One episode of The Mentalist. Uh, one episode of Heroes. One episode of, of Medium. And he was in nine episodes of Passions. Colin, are you familiar with the soap opera Passions? Hang on. I'm accessing my database. I don't believe so. So what is Passions? in the early 2000s, okay. people thought, Hey, you know what's weird soap operas? You know how they have like evil twins and whatever? Yeah. What if we made a show that was like just that? Mm. So there was like a one of the main villains was a, a an animated uh ventriloquist dummy. And like okay. there okay. were aliens and like go it was like what if Dark Shadows but with a tooth out like was Riverdale. You know Dark Shadows? It's anyways, yeah. it's a whole soap wow. opera thing. So um John Lee Ames was in nine episodes of Passions, and these are the characters he played on various arcs. Oh, my God. Okay. Zombie party guest number one. Okay. Tracks. Demon number two. Hmm. Ghost number one. Ooh, okay. Back at the number one spot. And Killer Strawberry number two. Interesting that he keeps going one, two, one, two. Well, now, I actually, I wanted to reveal Killer Strawberry last. It actually went one, two, two, one. So, um, gotcha. and then there was about a four year uh, gap between his killer strawberry arc, his killer killer strawberry arc. And uh, when he returned for one episode as ghost number one is definitely, that is definitely his pin number. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah. easy. One, two, 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 one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Easy to remember. Totally. And everyone, but everyone who knows him, who's a big John Lee Ames, John Lee Ames head. Yeah. Uh, he's like, why does my bank account keep getting hacked? <laughs> Why do people keep sending me strawberries with money that they've stolen from me? Um, and then uh, Durant is played by someone named Gabriel Sousa. Whoa, who, what? Who is related uh, to Daniel Sousa, it turns out. Um, Daniel Sousa is a real person, and Gabriel Sousa is related. Those are two things that I've said. Uh, Gabriel <laughs> Sousa is in two episodes of Westworld. He's in the movie Prey. I think that's the recent Predator prequel or prequel uh but it might be uh prey was also the name of a michael Crichton book that they may have made a movie of i didn't look up to see which one it was what year was it did you say i didn't say i think 2020 or so it's not so if if it's the 2022 what was the guy's name one more time gabriel Sousa. one second uh, top cast. Hang on, this is the cast. Um, I don't think it was the one that came out last year. Yeah, so it's not the one that is, I think, uh, a Predator movie. Great I believe. Because yeah. uh, this is a movie where... Oh, wait. Yeah, this is really weird looking. A hiking trip turns in, in, in hiking trip into the wild turns into a desperate bid for survival for five frames on the run from a mysterious shooter. That's mm-hmm. a Netflix uh, a Netflix movie. Yeah, this is this, this is pretty cool. That the twenty twenty two one. 
is about predators landing on Earth during the time of the Comanche uh, nation, which is pretty cool. I never saw it, so I, I didn't. Uh, I've heard really good things about it. I have as well, but like I wasn't sure which one was which. And then uh, he was in one episode of Veronica Mars, the Hulu uh, mm. season four, if you are a purist right. and correct, or season one, if you are incorrect. <laughs> um, and uh, she, he was in one episode of Mad Men. And then he also had a, a pretty lucrative career, I think, on like a, a Mexican or at least Hispanic uh, soap opera. So, or at least the number of episodes he was on indicated soap opera to sure, me. It was like sure. you know, you know, 150 or something. It was you know. That does sound you know, soap opera esque. Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, my Avengers ensemble. Meet a couple people. They were in a couple things. Colin, that's all that I have for this uh for this episode okay well if that's the case uh shall we teleport on out of here let's get out of here yeah perfect well then everyone thank you so much for tuning in to timeline scavengers we will see you all soon for a brand new episode with probably just as much death and maybe just as many powers stolen who knows you never know only time will tell as always i'm colin parker i'm jim anderson and of course Werner reinhardt is still in prison Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.